Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Wired to Create by Dr. Scott Barry Kaufman and Carolyn Gregoire. This insightful book unravels the mysteries surrounding one of humanity's most celebrated virtues, creativity. It offers a fresh look at this complex trait through a tapestry of recent findings in neuroscience and psychology. While examining the quirky habits and varied practices of some of the world's most creative minds, discover how messy minds embody paradoxical features and why this disarray is instrumental in spurring great art and innovation. Learn why activities like imaginative play, daydreaming, passion fueled pursuits, an intuitive approach, openness, and sensitivity are not just child's play but actually central to the creative process at all ages and stages of life. Authored by Dr. Scott Barry Kaufman, the director of the Imagination Institute at the University of Pennsylvania, and an established writer with seven books on creativity and intelligence, and Carolyn Gregoire, a seasoned writer immersed in the fields of neuroscience, psychology, and spirituality, this book stands on the shoulders of authoritative voices. Wired to Create, speaks to anyone eager to bolster their creative expression, both in life and professional endeavors. It beckons the curiosity of those captivated by the mechanics of creative minds and serves as an inspirational guide for artists, innovators, and all who aspire to think differently. Join us in uncovering the kaleidoscopic nature of creativity right here on 20 Minute Books. Wired to Create, Unraveling the Mysteries of the Creative Mind. Introduction. Unveiling the Mosaic of Creativity, Traits, Habits, and Environments. Have you ever marveled at the endless sparks of creativity demonstrated by great minds like Picasso or Jung? It's tempting to attribute their genius to a mystical, unattainable trait that people are simply born with. However, the truth paints a more complex and uplifting picture. Creativity isn't a monolithic trait, but rather a tapestry woven from various strands that can be cultivated and nurtured. In the quest to unleash the full specter of our creativity, we explore the intriguing facets that meld together to bestow someone with the title of creative. While some factors are etched within from the start, others can be adopted and refined over time giving us all a fighting chance to stoke the fires of our inventive spirits. Set the stage for insights into the surprisingly chaotic creative process of the remarkable artist Pablo Picasso, the methods employed by the intellectual giant Carl Jung to navigate through life's tempests, the paradoxical role that adversity plays in the flowering of creative potential. By diving into the secrets of the creative process, you'll discover that creativity isn't an exclusive club for the gifted few, but a playground with open gates, where the toys of imagination, resilience and curiosity are available for anyone willing to reach out and embrace them. Part 1. Embracing the Chaos. The Creative Brilliance of Paradox. When we think of creative genius, the disciplined, streamlined brain might be the first image that comes to mind. However, reality presents a much more complex and chaotic picture. 
the minds behind groundbreaking art, transformative music, and breakthrough innovation often house a cacophony of contradictions. In the 20th century, psychologist Frank X. Barron delved into the psychological profiles of prominent creative figures, making a startling discovery. There was no singular recipe for creativity. The belief that intelligence, measured through IQ, was the bedrock of inventive prowess, quickly unraveled under Barron's scrutiny. Instead, he painted a portrait of creativity that included a multitude of factors, intelligence being just one color on the palette. The creative psyche is a fascinating study in duality. Take, for instance, a cluster of writers. When examined, they exhibited strong indications of psychopathology and mental health issues. Yet, in a surprising twist, they also scored high on assessments of overall mental wellness. This intricate blend of challenges and strengths, of vulnerability and vigor, characterizes what Barron coined as messy minds, where disorder coexists with extraordinary inventive capacity. This messiness isn't confined to the cerebral plane. It often spills over into the work habits of creative individuals. Consider the iconic painter Pablo Picasso and his revolutionary work Guernica. Far from adhering to a meticulous blueprint, Picasso dove into a process of improvisation. Each stroke, whether it made it to the final tableau or was obsessively reworked and dropped, was equally important. His work method, seemingly inefficient, was actually a testament to the creative journey open-ended, exploratory, and rich with wasted effort that wasn't wasted at all. Psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi observed that creative people often bend to the will of their work rather than imposing a rigid framework upon it. Their productivity doesn't hustle to the beat of a structured schedule, but moves in sync with the rhythm of their projects. The work commands, and the creator listens. An intricate dance that often leads to the most groundbreaking and inspired results. Part 2. The Fire Within. How Passion Fuels the Creative Drive. The image of the fervent artist consumed by their craft is one steeped in truth. Creative individuals often exhibit an intense passion for their work, a fervor that seems to transcend the norm. But the roots of this deep-seated zeal are worth exploring. What ignites such enduring devotion to their art or field? At the heart of creativity lies what can be referred to as a crystallizing experience, a moment of profound interaction with an activity that resonates so deeply it forever alters the fabric of one's being. Take Jacqueline Dupré, the acclaimed cellist whose musical journey was sparked at the tender age of four. Moved by the rich tonality of a cello, she claimed that haunting sound as her own aspirations, signaling her profound aha moment. This sort of pivotal experience sets the stage for what developmental psychologist Ellen Winner has termed a rage to master. It is a relentless pursuit, a drive so powerful that it propels creatives to hone their skills with voracious intensity. American psychologist Martha J. Morlock's research into exceptionally creative children suggests that this zeal may have a neurological basis. The creative mind doesn't just desire engagement with its passion, it demands it, much like the body craves sustenance and air. It is this neurological hunger that explains why the path of creative mastery, though demanding, 
doesn't necessarily deplete its travelers. On the contrary, it nourishes them. Their dedication is not a burden, but rather a fulfilling journey that quenches an existential thirst. Research by the visionary psychologist E. Paul Torrance supports the notion that the seeds of this passion are often sown in childhood. He discovered that many children already exhibit strong interests early in life, and these passions tend to grow and solidify as they mature. Further, Torrance's observations revealed that the presence of such a childhood passion is a more consistent predictor of creative achievement in adulthood than mere academic prowess. To stoke the creative fires, it seems, one must find the spark of true passion. It's not merely a pastime, but a calling. It's the reason a mathematician delights in unraveling complex equations. A novelist finds magic in a sea of words, and a painter finds peace in the whirlwind of colors. This passion, once awakened, becomes a lifelong compass, steering the creative spirit through the ebbs and flows of its destined path. Part 3. The Creative Sensibility Perception and Sensitivity in the Artistic Mind The stereotype of the artist is one of bold self-assurance, a musician captivating legions of fans, an actor owning the limelight, a poet with the power to hush a crowded bookstore with a well-chosen phrase. Yet beneath this veneer of confidence, there often lies a heart that beats with the delicate rhythms of sensitivity and perceptiveness. This dichotomy between their public bravado and private temperament was illuminated in research conducted by psychologist Jennifer O. Grimes. While interviewing heavy metal musicians known for their vigorous stage presence, Grimes discovered that each one had an acute sense of sensitivity, particularly in discerning the subtleties of sound. This perceptual depth enabled them to extract the rich complexities in something as simple as the peal of a bell. The root of this sensitivity often traces back to our earliest days. Jerome Kagan, a scholar in psychology, suggested that a considerable minority of infants come into the world with nervous systems that are inherently more active, naturally inclining them towards heightened sensitivity. As these individuals grow, their sensitive nature does more than merely perceive the world in striking detail. It intertwines with and amplifies their creative abilities. Psychologist Elaine Aron ventures that sensitive persons engage with an abundance of information, more so than their less sensitive counterparts, and this wealth of data becomes the kindling that fires up their creative output. However, this increased sensitivity isn't without its challenges. Researcher Daria Zabalina notes that while sensitivity can advance creativity, it can also hinder the ability to screen out ambient noise and distractions. For the sensitive, the everyday world can be a cacophony of stimuli, making it difficult to ignore the incessant honking of city traffic or the sound of footsteps echoing down a corridor, stimuli that others might easily tune out. Yet, this sensitivity could hold advantages that extend beyond the scope of creative work. Psychologists W. Thomas Boyce and Bruce Ellis speculate that biological sensitivity to context, BSC, this deeply ingrained responsiveness to one's environment, might be an evolutionary asset. It's a trait honed to sense potential danger as well as to remain open to new and advantageous social bonds, illustrating that the creative mind's sensitivity is not just a medium of artistic expression, 
but a vital tool for navigating the complexities of life itself. Part 4. A Creative Catalyst. Embracing Novelty for Inspiration. Venturing into unknown territories, be it through travel or trying out new activities, often sparks a wellspring of fresh thoughts and projects. It's intriguing how a mere change of environment can rekindle one's mental engines and offer a vastly different viewpoint on the world. One of the authors, Scott Barry Kaufman, delves into this phenomenon with research that unravels an interesting truth. A thirst for novel experiences is a stronger indicator of creative success than traditional measurements like IQ or divergent thinking. This innate curiosity, this hunger to absorb and wrestle with the unfamiliar, appears to be ingrained in our very nature. At the center of this wanderlust for new experiences lies dopamine, typically linked to pleasure, yet its role transcends mere satisfaction. Dopamine spikes not only when we delight in an experience, but also in anticipation of possible joy. It's an intriguing dance between excitement reward and the allure of what lies ahead, which psychologists term psychological plasticity. Dopamine's influence on creativity doesn't stop there. It also appears to enhance the vividness of our dreams. Those who produce higher levels of dopamine tend to dive into more intense dreamscapes, and they are often the same individuals who embrace new experiences with open arms. This suggests a strong correlation between environmental sensitivity and dopamine. But the allure of the new isn't solely about the dopamine hit. Exposure to different cultures, ideas, and ways of life can be a treasure trove of inspiration. Psychologist Dean Keith Simonton's historical analysis identified an intriguing pattern. Countries that experienced surges in creative output often had periods of increased immigration preceding them. The influx of diverse perspectives closely mirrored an upswing in creative achievements, suggesting that the blending of disparate ideas and traditions fertilizes the soil for creative thought to flourish. Feeding the imagination with new experiences is akin to providing an artist with fresh paint and canvas. The more the mind feasts on varied information and stimuli, the richer its repository for generating innovative and creative ideas becomes. It's the exploration of the unknown that plants the seeds of inspiration, which then bloom into vibrant expressions of human ingenuity and artistry. Part 5 Daydreams and Intuition The Quiet Guides of the Creative Psyche. Confronted with a daydreaming student, a teacher's instinct might be a stern admonition. Attention is the key to learning, after all. Yet, in the intricate dance of the mind, periods of inattention, of free floating thoughts, hold a particular significance, especially when it comes to stoking creative fires. Daydreaming swings open the doors to the unconscious mind revealing a trove of submerged emotions and thoughts. This process of introspective wandering can be instrumental in working through mental and emotional challenges. Carl Jung, the renowned psychoanalyst, harnessed this very notion through active imagination. When grappling with emotional difficulties, he allowed his thoughts to meander purposefully, thus sparking a conversation between the conscious and the deep recesses of his psyche. The insights gained through this dialogue not only shed light on his personal conflicts, but spurred the genesis of new solutions. 
Jung's journey into the non-conscious is reflective of a wider scope of mental processes unanchored by conscious thought. Dual process theories of cognition, endorsed by various scientists, delineate two distinct streams of thought. Type 1 thinking is instinctive and effortless, unshackled by the conscious mind. It is the province of intuition, emotions, and the sort of automatic mental shortcuts that underpin implicit learning. Type 2 thinking, conversely, is the realm of mindful deliberation. It is the slow, painstaking cogitation marked by rationality, logical analysis, and conscious reflection. What we typically ascribe to intelligence. Traditionally considered discrete and non-overlapping, these cognitive processes are now being re-examined. Scott Barry Kaufman, contributing an innovative perspective, suggests in a dual process theory proposed in 2009 that these types of thinking are more collaborative than previously believed. Type 1 processes often operate behind the scenes. Think of them as the stage crew, aiding in the recognition of patterns and organizing novel information, while the conscious mind plays the lead actor. Allowed the freedom from intentional thought, the intuitive mind can step up to the plate. This was exemplified by the aha moment experienced by Archimedes, the Greek philosopher and mathematician. Despite strenuous efforts to solve a problem, it was during a moment of relaxation in his bath that inspiration struck. Overwhelmed by sudden insight, he famously exclaimed, Hurika, birthing the exclamation Eureka, that has since come to symbolize moments of lightning-fast revelation. In the creative sojourn, then, daydreaming and intuitive cognition are not mere digressions, but intimate companions to our conscious endeavors, offering guidance through their subtle whispers and sometimes leading us to our brightest epiphanies. Part 6. The Quiet Alchemy of Solitude in the Creative Process In the hustle of daily life, solitude can be a sanctuary, a time to disengage from the external world and immerse oneself in quiet contemplation. This precious quietude brings more than just relief from the day's burdens. It serves as fertile ground for some of humanity's most profound thinkers and creators. One such luminary was Immanuel Kant, a philosopher not known for robust health, yet committed to his daily walks. These walks were rituals of solitude, where the repetitiveness of the path and the absence of company served as a backdrop against which his thoughts could flourish in silence. This tranquility, this peeling back of outer noise to reveal the serenity within, was captured by Mathieu Ricard, the Buddhist monk who saw in the silence of nature an invitation to the silence of the mind. It's in these moments, devoid of distraction, that the mind can weave new threads of thought, germinating seeds of creative insight. The pursuit of solitude has not been confined to the philosopher or the monk. Giants of literature and science like Charles Darwin, William Wordsworth, and Virginia Woolf also cherished the clarity that came from solitary walks. And yet the quest for isolation need not involve the rhythmic cadence of footsteps. Film maestro Ingmar Bergman felt such a profound call to solitude that he chose to distance himself from society on the remote Swedish island of Faro. There, unencumbered by the chatter of the world, he grappled with his innermost reflections a struggle that ultimately breathed life into his cinematic masterpieces. Solitude is not merely a state of being alone. It's an intimate conversation with one's inner voice, 
a voice that demands attention and nurturing to flourish into creative expression. Michel de Montaigne, the renowned French philosopher, echoed this sentiment from the corridors of history, cautioning against the contagion of collective thought. To develop a distinct vision, one must step back from the collective, retreating into a personal enclave of thought and relaxation. This self-imposed seclusion carves out a space where personal reflection can thrive, away from the demands that society often imposes on our time and mental energy. Embracing solitude, then, is not an act of withdrawal but a form of self-preservation, a necessary interlude where the creative spirit can reflect, recharge, and ultimately resonate. Part 7. The Silver Lining of Adversity From Struggle to Creative Transformation The enduring myth of the tortured artist paints a portrait of creatives as beings perpetually shrouded in the cloak of suffering. As cliched as this image may seem, within the grasp of hardship lies a grain of transformative potential, an opportunity to harness misfortune for profound personal growth. Richard Tedeschi and Lawrence Calhoun have delved into this idea, coining the term post-traumatic growth. Their research, supported by over 300 studies, finds that around 70% of individuals who face traumatic experiences come out on the other side with a form of psychological enrichment. Trauma rattles the foundations of one's existing beliefs and self-concept, often leading to a painstaking reconstruction of worldviews, a process arduous in its journey but rich in its rewards. Moreover, finding purpose within pain can make the burden of trauma more manageable. Viktor Frankl, a Holocaust survivor, managed to extract a shred of meaning from the harrowing experiences of the concentration camps. He viewed this active search for significance not as futile, but as a transformative process, one that carved out a path of growth amidst the desolation of suffering. This process of deriving meaning from hardship is not dissimilar to the way artists often approach adversity. Psychologist Marie Fajard suggests a correlation between challenging experiences and a subsequent rise in creativity. Through surveying individuals about their most stressful life events and its impact on their creativity, she discerned that the more severe the trauma, the greater the increase in creative self-assessment. Creativity, it appears, may be woven into the fabric of recovery. The real-world implications of this are etched in the life and work of artists like Paul Clay. Confronted with a fatal autoimmune illness, Clay turned to his art with a renewed vigor, channeling his anguish into a prolific burst of creation. Despite the physical deterioration of his body, he produced over 1,200 pieces within a single year, his works undaunted and more daring than before. Adversity is a crucible that challenges our very being, yet, by embracing the act of rebuilding that it necessitates, a unique chance emerges, the chance to reimagine and reconstruct ourselves. In the interplay between destruction and creation, we find the resilience to grow anew, with creativity serving as both the medium and the muse. Part 8. Finding Focus in a World of Distraction The Creative Power of Mindfulness Envision the scene a bus ride where each passenger is absorbed in their digital bubble, 
screens flickering with notifications, the hum of the digital world overshadowing the physical one. Our modern lives are punctuated by distractions as technology vies continuously for our attention. With the average person checking their smartphone hundreds of times a day and tallying up to 11 hours of screen time, finding a moment of true presence is increasingly rare. Nevertheless, carving out a sanctuary of attentiveness amidst this digital cacophony is not only possible, but can serve as a conduit to heightened creativity. Meditation offers such reprieve, placing us firmly in the grasp of mindfulness, a state where the present moment is center stage. Take Steve Jobs, the technological titan and once head of Apple, who embraced meditation. Under the tutelage of Zen master Shunryu Suzuki, and inspired by the philosophies laid out in Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, Jobs found meditation to be a clarifying force, sweeping away the clutter of the mind to pave the way for intuition and ingenuity. The beauty of meditation lies in its variety and individuality. John Kabat-Zinn, the architect of the mindfulness-based stress reduction program, underscores that meditation transcends the rigidities of posture or technique. It's an approach to life that values each living moment as precious and unparalleled. For those seeking to enhance creativity through meditation, it's important to understand that not all types serve the same purpose. While focused attention meditation pins one's attention to a single point, like the rhythm of breath or the steady beat of the heart, psychologist Jonathan Schooler's research indicates that such focused practices can inadvertently stifle creative thought. Open monitoring meditation, on the other hand, sheds the constraints of concentration and allows thought to roam freely. This practice encourages the acknowledgement of ideas as they surface, without getting entangled in them. And it's this very style of meditation that appears to nurture the seeds of creativity. Lorenza Colzato, a cognitive psychologist, explored this by administering tests designed to evaluate divergent thinking the generation of manifold solutions to a problem, and convergent thinking, the extraction of a singular correct solution to practitioners of both meditation styles. As anticipated, those engaging in open monitoring meditation outperform their peers in the realm of divergent thinking, further solidifying the link between an unfettered mind and creative abundance. Amidst the incessant noise and demand of our technology-laden world, Mindfulness emerges as a beacon for those in pursuit of creative clarity. By embracing a meditation practice that allows the mind's natural curiosity to unfold, creative individuals can forge a path to untapped inspiration and novel ideas. Part 9. Breaking the Mold How Changing Routines Sparks Creativity We all treasure our daily rituals, the comforting clink of a morning coffee mug, the unwinding allure of an evening TV binge. These patterns etch themselves into the fabric of our days, but it's in the disruption of these rhythms that we can find a wellspring of creative energy. Psychologists refer to a phenomenon called functional fixedness, where our minds grow so accustomed to seeing things in one specific way that we become blind to alternative uses or perspectives. A simple change, like swapping out that coffee for a cup of tea, or exchanging screen time for a chapter of a book, can jolt us free from this cognitive constraint. The prospect of changing our habitual ways of thinking can be daunting. A Harvard University study revealed that around 80% of adults shy away from the challenge of 
thinking differently, perceiving it as a Sisyphean task. Yet, the true power lies in the exertion itself. In the realm of innovation, those who excel invest about 50% more time into rethinking the usual, emphasizing alternative approaches. Business professors Jeff Dyer and Hal Gregerson emphasize that the commitment to this creative thinking yields substantive benefits. Thus, the essence of breaking routine isn't just in abandoning old habits, it's in forging a new one, the habit of embracing novelty and rethinking entrenched methods. One strategy to cultivate this habit lies in how we envision success. While daydreaming of future accomplishments might seem motivating, basking in the glow of imagined triumph can actually sap our drive to work towards actual achievements. Gabriele Oettingen, an expert in motivational psychology, warns that savoring the imagined taste of victory can dull the appetite for the effort involved in real success. A more constructive approach involves mental contrasting. Imagine you're on a quest to shed a few pounds. You'd start by picturing the joys of achieving your fitness goals, but then juxtapose this with your current reality, considering the hurdles that might stand in your way, tempting treats, fitness fatigue, and all. This method might seem simplistic, yet it equips you to anticipate challenges and strategize preemptively, ensuring that when obstacles inevitably emerge, they won't catch you off guard or knock you off course. In casting aside our comfort zones and thought patterns, we don't just shed the shackles of routine, we rewire our brains for resilience and innovation, laying the groundwork for new chapters of creative exploration. Part 10. Dancing with Uncertainty. Risk and Originality in Creative Thought. Consider the paradox at the heart of creativity. While our society lords innovation, there's also a deep-seated resistance to it. Creativity disrupts, it challenges, and it often ventures into the realm of the uncertain. Human nature skews toward risk avoidance and the comfort of well-trodden paths, yet the act of creating is an implicit challenge to this very instinct. To truly innovate, one must be willing to entertain the possibility of failure and embrace ideas that deviate from the norm. For instance, take Giordano Bruno, a visionary of the 16th century. His conception of an infinite universe defied the established earth-centered dogma of his era. For his audacity to conceive what most couldn't imagine, he faced not only exile, but ultimately a martyr's death. Today, Bruno's once heretical notions are recognized as foundational truths in astronomy. Bruno's example illuminates a vital aspect of creative genius. It's not about an unceasing stream of masterpieces. Dean Keith Simonson, a psychologist, stresses that the outputs of even the most brilliant minds comprise a spectrum from revolutionary insights to abject misfires. The hallmark of such genius isn't the consistent caliber of their work, but rather their prolificacy. Thus, embracing the potential of failure and the social isolation that can accompany it is intrinsic to the pursuit of creative achievement. This relationship between risk and originality was demonstrated in a revealing study by Sharon Kim of Johns Hopkins University. Students were divided into two groups, each primed with tasks designed to foster either an independent or group-aligned mindset. Tasked with imagining a creature from an utterly alien planet, 
the group encouraged to embrace individuality conjured up entities far more bizarre and imaginative than their convention-bound counterparts. This suggests that when we're influenced to view ourselves as distinct, we're less constrained by the fear of societal judgment, freeing us to explore the bounds of creativity without reservation. As we contemplate the creative process, we see that it's a dance with the unknown, a performance where missteps are as integral as the leaps. By stepping out of the chorus line of consensus and venturing into the solo spotlight, even at the risk of faltering, we weave the fabric of innovation and bring forth new patterns of thought and wonder. Final summary. Creativity is often cloaked in mystery, yet at its core, it is not the byproduct of a singular trait or a definitive experience. Instead, it emerges from a rich mosaic of characteristics many of which are delightfully contradictory and counterintuitive. The minds that have given birth to the most ingenious ideas often reflect a symphony of discordant elements, uniting differing thoughts and practices in their pursuit of novelty. One's journey to a more creative self does not require a complete personal overhaul. It is within reach through the adoption of deliberate strategies and mindful habits, seeking solace in solitude, Extracting wisdom from the heartache of misfortune, immersing oneself in the richness of the present moment, and attuning to the whispers of the unconscious. These are the keystones upon which creativity thrives. Every individual has the potential to unlock their inherent creativity. The secret lies in weaving together these diverse threads into a personal canvas of expression and innovation. This book's wisdom is not a map to a hidden treasure, but a palette of tools, allowing anyone willing to use them to paint their world with the vibrant colours of creativity. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.